What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the FOMO Fans Podcast. And, you know, it's that time of year where lots of people are doing predictions and, and futurist posts. And I've been teasing out this episode uh, for a while, actually. And funny enough, like I, I just a little bit behind the scenes before I get into the episode, like I was a little bit nervous about recording this episode. I went to record it last week and I didn't do it. Um, and it's not because I'm not confident with what I'm sharing, but you know, a big thing for me with putting myself out there, a lot of things that I do with this podcast is I want to share my point of view on things, but I also want to make sure that it's, um, you know, it's, it has data. I'm using data. I'm referencing, uh, you know, things that matter. And also, you know, for me, a lot of what I focus on is, you know, it's the why and why it all matters and how we connect it to business. And so the, the, the app tip, TikTok, uh, of course, has been around kind of all the buzz. It kind of took over uh, the second half of 2019. Um, even if you're not in social media, you kind of heard about TikTok. Um, and then there's, you know, kind of it's, you know, it's been around for a long time because they actually bought the app Musically, which was around for a while. But here's the thing. I've been actually um, using TikTok. I've been on TikTok for, I guess, a year and a half. But I've been posting myself for about nine months or so. But for that year and a half, I've been doing a lot of research, interviewing people, uh, you know, in comments. I went and talked to uh, Dave from the Washington Post. I've met with some people that are, uh, let's, let's just say, stars on the app. Um, I've also talked to some people that um, have found friends and lots of things that are going on. And so what I wanted to kind of do for this episode is here's the, here's the premise, is that I'm not going to tell you how to use this app. I'm not going to talk about lip syncing and dancing. I'm not going to talk about the fundamentals of swiping and adding music. The, all of those, like the, the basics of using the app or even, you know, how to use hashtags and where the trends work. To me, that's not what I'm focused on. What I'm really was focused on, and, and I kind of put this out there for you guys that are listening, was I wanted to learn why TikTok is working and what we can learn from it for those of us that are not going to be TikTokers. So the, this episode isn't for someone to be TikTok famous. You're going to learn some things about TikTok, of course. Um, but it's really, it's me putting on my business lens and saying, why is this app so successful? What is working on this app? Why are people on this app more so than other apps, including myself? Just to put it in perspective, I've replaced watching Instagram stories for my own personal enjoyment with watching TikTok. I mean, that's that's how much it's impacted me. I, I'm I'm spending a lot of time on the app. Um, you know why? But you know the current stats on the app, and I'll give some more data. You know, is that you know uh, the average person is spending up to 50 minutes on the app per day. Like what is that? What about the app does that? And so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the people that I, that I've discovered on the app and also going to talk about like, how does this all fit into the rest of our marketing, the rest of our business world? Because for me, when I originally got on this app, I, I know I'm not a lip syncer. I enjoy, you know, kind of being on every app, doing a little bit of everything. But at the same time, I got on here going, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some fun on here. And I wanna, I'm going to connect with a Gen Z audience with a goal to be on TikTok for three to five years before people are in a position in their job or in their life that they could actually hire me. And one of the things that I found weirdly more so than anything else about TikTok is it's not Gen Z that's just on this app. Yes, it goes, it skews very low with lots of younger creators on the app, but there's also a lot of parameters for the younger creators that um, kind of 
make it fun, but make it so they can see each other. But I have found the over 30 crowd, even more so the over 40 crowd, really diving in on this app. And there's a whole slew of different reasons that, I, that I've kind of recorded. I have all kinds of notes I've taken. I've actually done some you know, interactive questions with, my, uh, with some of the people. Um, a couple of the posts that I found I went into the comments and I said, like, why did you create this? Why aren't you on Instagram? Uh, why, why, what is this doing for your business? And so I'm going to kind of talk to you guys about all of these lessons because my goal isn't to get anybody to download TikTok. What my goal is, is for us to start thinking about how we can learn from an app like this that is taking off and we can implement it in all of our business from our cold calling to our website, to our email, to our email marketing, to, you know, everything to our customer experience. And so I'm going to kind of break that down for you guys on this, on this episode. Hopefully um, you guys will enjoy this. I also, I'll share in the show notes. There's a, a great article on a sh- social media examiner. Um, I believe it's Rachel Peterson um, was interviewed on Mike Stelzner's podcast and it's uh, it's a TikTok. Uh, like, like how, what's the basics of TikTok and how to use TikTok um, from a standpoint of like the user user experience. And so if you're looking for like the basics of TikTok so you can actually start using it and you're, you're a little overwhelmed, check out that, that uh, blog post. That's not what I'm going to talk about here. So to get into what I'm going to talk about here is really I wanted to kind of break down the first thing that about this app that jumps out at me is that it is built around this idea of being social on social media. It's a very social friendly app. The, the app is built um, for quick 15 second videos. You can do 60 second ones if you want, but the 15 second one seems to be the, the, the massive, um, I'd say trend. I'll talk about the different formats in a little bit. Uh, but the, the, uh, the basis of this is that, you know, when I, when I talked to, to Dave, um, from, from Washington Post and Washington Post, um, from a newspaper here in Washington, DC, uh, they, they're one of the best on the app. And I asked Dave, you know, what was some of the secrets about being, you know, having a brand on TikTok? And he said, you know, you have to be able to make fun of yourself. You have to be able to have fun. You have to be able to laugh at yourself and you have to be able to laugh at others without judging or kind of over, you know, kind of overthinking things. And I thought that was really interesting, especially coming from a, an old school media company like the Washington Post. And and for for Dave and the Washington Post, they're actually posting five days a week. He has actually has he's the head of the program, so he's his full time job right now is creating TikToks for the Washington Post. So for those that are like, what brands are on there? I mean, Washington Post is on there, and they're doing some really good things. And I'll talk a little bit more about brands, but the content is fun. It's kind of a friendly, fun environment. And and if you think about it, in the world we're living in today, with so much bad news and fake news and politics and business life we are kind of suffering with, you know, like even when I turn on Netflix lately, I'm watching documentaries. I'm watching like the, the show you, which is very serious and takes a very dark look at the human condition and how we judge people. And I think we, we as a, as a society are looking for, for more ways to have fun, more avenues to kind of allow ourselves to have fun. And so I think that's one of the, the things that jumped out at me. The other thing that jumped out at me that I thought, Wow, every other social media net app sucks at this compared to TikTok. TikTok is the only app in my that of all of the ones that I've ever tested, the only app that actually allows you to share your content 
easily to every single platform. Like if you if you create a TikTok, and I'm opening up my TikTok now, and if you ever you have a you create a TikTok and you go into your TikTok and you go into share, I just want to pull it up so I can see for you guys. If I can actually share directly from in the app and this shares the video. It doesn't just share a basic link depending on the platform, but I can share to Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram stories, Facebook, Facebook Messenger, Messenger, SMS, Instagram, WhatsApp, WhatsApp status, email, QR code. You can also use your, your native functionality. You can download it. You can download it as a GIF. You can download it as a video. You can get copy the link. And this to me is something that is amazing because so many people are discovering TikTok, not on TikTok. They're seeing them on Instagram stories. They're seeing them on Facebook. I'm seeing a lot of them on, on LinkedIn as well, where people are doing more business-focused uh, TikTok-style content, and they're sharing it onto LinkedIn. And I think this is something that we have to think about in our business, in all of the things that we're doing, is how good are we at allowing what we do to be shared with others. I think that's a, definitely a lesson here. And I think this is amazing. Like imagine, you know, we've always heard, like if you share a YouTube link on Facebook, it doesn't get any reach. If you mention Facebook on Twitter, it doesn't really have any value. I mean, if you use any link on LinkedIn uh, to link out, the your post gets crushed. So like TikTok embraced the idea that said, screw it. We don't need everybody coming to our app. We just want people to understand, to see the content that's on there and that will inspire them to come to us. And so I think this is one of the biggest marketing lessons from this app, in my opinion, is that not only is it fun, but they've made it very easy to promote, to share the app. Whenever someone shares a TikTok video, it puts a lower, it puts a little watermark in the top uh, left corner for the first eight seconds. And then it puts a little watermark in the bottom right corner for the last uh, seven seconds of, of the video that you're downloading if you're doing a, a 15 second uh, video. And that's really all it does. It, it also includes in that, um, that watermark, it actually includes your username. It includes your handle. Think about that, right? That This is something that I that that really kind of jumped out at me. They allow you to download other people's uh, TikToks because it's screen it, the the TikTok is watermarked with that user's handle on it. That's also another massive thing because this, in this day and age where people are stealing people's content and there's people are using joke meme accounts and all the things that are going on there, the fact that this. This app not only makes it easy to share, but it also makes it easy to kind of promote your username. It e- makes it easy for you not have to, not to have to overdo. I mean, on, that was the thing about Snapchat. It was impossible to grow your following because it was so hard to get people to find you and discover. So, to me, that that's just amazing. The other, the other, one of the other aha moments I had with TikTok was when I showed my my nine year old daughter the app. And I want to put this in a little bit of perspective of the of TikTok for you guys. When I showed my daughters, you know, a while ago, I was like, oh, I'm posting this on Facebook. I tried to explain Facebook to them and they're like, oh, well, isn't that just like texting it in our group text, daddy, to all of all of the family? And I kind of laughed. When I showed them Instagram, my daughter was like, oh, that's cool. So it's just pictures and videos and like you have to write You have to read a bunch of stuff about a photo. Like that was my daughter, my daughter's first opinion. And then when I saw her on Twitter, like Twitter didn't really mean much to her until I actually uh, tweeted at Kimmy Gibbler of Full House and uh, Kimmy Gibbler replied back. And then my daughter was like, wait a second, Twitter allows you to connect with everyone in the world. So she was kind of in, in, uh, 
inspired by Twitter and the fact that it can connect with people. But when I showed my daughter TikTok and then my second daughter and my third daughter jumped in, their, I, their, their creativity, their creative minds started going crazy. They're like, oh, daddy, I can do stop, uh, stop videos where I do a video for three seconds and I go change my clothes. Daddy, we can do a dance video where I dance to different songs. Daddy, I, can act, I don't have to have my voice on there and I can still have fun. And, and just for context, my daughters, aren't, my daughters are under nine years old. None of them are on any social media um, at the moment. But I wanted them to see the app. I also love, because they love to dance, we watch a lot of um, dance tutorials and choreographic things on YouTube. And I thought this was really interesting, though, because when you think about where we are today with future generations, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn, yes, marketers have ruined it. But these, these platforms, do they inspire creativity or do they limit creativity? And I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole with each one of the apps, but I can definitely say, I mean, for the next two hours after my daughters saw my, the TikTok, they were doing dance videos, just recording them on their, on their, um, their iPods. They were going onto my iPad and they are looking up different ways that you could do stop, um, stop photography. And, and so like, it was really interesting to me that because this app allows you to be creative in so many different ways and because people are using it in so many different ways, it really does inspire us to look at content creation in a way we never have before. It's almost like, to me, it's almost like when we first discovered Snapchat stories and we're like, oh my goodness, we don't have to be able to be good at jump cutting. We could create stories by just doing 10 second videos back to back to back and then it almost edits it together. That was very inspiring for creators and I think this is taking it to a whole new level. I think that's one of the reasons the adoption is so high. Another thing about the app is that just like every other social network, you can f- follow people. Um, there's, you're able to link out to other accounts, um, to your Instagram and YouTube only. So like you can put your, in your profile when someone clicks on your profile, you can actually click on their Instagram and it opens up their Instagram, um, directly or their YouTube. Uh, those are the only two that it allows for you to direct link to a profile. It does allow you to share to every social network, but it only allows you to direct link to a profile for or Instagram and YouTube, which I think is, is, is a very interesting concept. It doesn't allow links in the profile description. Um, you can put a picture or a video in your profile avatar. But one of the things that's interesting is that they have something called the For You page, which, you know, the other thing about TikTok, and I've talked about this in the past, is it is, it is owned, it's a Chinese-based company. So there are some worries about the Chinese-based company. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about at the end um, my thoughts on the military um, banning uh, the use of TikTok for some of their government officials. I'll, I'll discuss that a little bit. And so, yes, it's owned by a Chinese company. And so what they're able to do that's really different is they're able to to skew the algorithm and decide what's trending unlike any other American company could. So if a brand sponsors something, they can actually be the one that kind of force the algorithm force you to see more of that of that content. Now that also gives them the opportunity to um, suppress content as well, uh, which I think is always a concern. But I think one of the things that I, I found on here is that, and this is something Gary Vaynerchuk has talked about as well when it comes to this app, is that anyone can go viral and there and be promoted on the for you page. 
it does not matter how many followers you have. On every other app, on every other network, very few times do people outside of those that are following you actually see your content, right? Think about it. On Instagram, when you're scrolling Instagram, the only content you see are those that you're following. On Facebook, it's the same way. Yes, you can use search. Now, Twitter is a little bit different. Uh, you know, Twitter using the hashtags and the trending topics. But on TikTok, what I find really amazing about TikTok is that the For You page is, is actually something that is built and it changes every minute based on what you like, what you comment. And I can tell you, I tested this out and there's a lot of people that post about their Jeeps and they do videos of their Jeep. I'm a big Jeep guy for those that don't know. And so what I decided to do was I'm going to like and comment on every Jeep post that I find. And then I went and posted a, po- a Jeep video on mine um, and I used hashtag Jeep life, um, hashtag Jeeper. And all of a sudden, like 90% of the content I saw on that For You page, which is like your newsfeed, was Jeep content. People that drive Jeeps, people that are posting about Jeeps. There was content about cars. There was content about mechanics. But it was, it was amazing. And so then I, I was getting all this Jeep content. I was like, this is, this is crazy. But now I want to test the algorithm. How quick will it adapt? And so I, I searched for the Steelers and I started looking at Steelers and Pittsburgh content. And within minutes, all of a sudden, I started seeing a little bit less Jeep content and a little bit more content that was about the Steelers. And this also goes as far to understand if you're liking a bunch of posts, like uh, I noticed recently, um, I've been I've been kind of enjoying a lot of the entrepreneurs that are on TikTok that are sharing advice. They're doing more rant style um, content. So I start I've been liking their content more, and I noticed. I'm seeing a lot more of their content. Now, I'm not following them. I'm not following them. We all have mutual followers most more often. I think I'm only following 700 people total um, on the app. I think I only have 1,000 followers um, to begin with on the, on the app itself. But what is so cool is that your content can get seen by hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. If you have 500 followers, you have five followers, it's based on the content. And, and a lot of it has to do with how long you watch, um, how many people comment. You can, there's also a functionality called Duet where you're able to put the video that you're watching side by side with you. But what I, what I wanted to kind of learn from this was there's something kind of powerful about this because, I mean, you don't really, I mean, how many times do you discover a new podcast? You have to find it from another podcaster. We don't really get a lot of things that it's almost like the Netflix queue, which Netflix queue isn't as good as it used to be. But I used to be amazed where, you know, TV kind of sucked because you had to go to the channel and you had to find your content. Netflix started using what you liked and serving you up with your favorite. Hey, you because you watch this video or this movie, you will probably like these movies. Well, TikTok does that in a social media perspective. And what I really think of that is. It allows you to find your tribe, your people. It allows you to discover content and things that you maybe didn't even realize were out there. I've discovered some really influential, um, inspirational type people um, that I've never, they don't, they're not very active on Twitter. Uh, they don't have a huge following on Instagram. I, don't, I would have never found them, but the For You page actually you know, sent them to me, right? They actually put that content on my feed, right? So if you're, if you're liking a bunch of that, so this is something... For me, I've always talked about, it's amazing how Facebook sucks at search. It's amazing how LinkedIn is just about those that you're already connected with. Twitter is about the 
the hashtags and real time conversation. Um, Instagram, I mean, their their algorithm sucks the worst at the moment, but there isn't a place for you to discover your new people or your people. Like there's a there's a there's a mom life hashtag on this app where I'm amazed how many single moms are doing videos and giving uh, tips and secrets. Um, there's a there's a hashtag for cooking. Uh, I found one of my favorite uh, lessons I've ever found from social media was. It was a, it was hashtag cooking and I, and I had liked a cooking, um, video apparently. And then they served me up another one and it was someone that was taking, um, cinnamon rolls from like the pre-package and they said, don't like put, um, cooking cinnamon rolls in the oven. And they put that, you know, put the words in the video and they put the, the cinnamon rolls in the waffle maker and they cooked in the waffle maker. I can tell you, I did this with my daughters. We've now done it four weekends in a row. Like the cinnamon rolls taste amazing. They cook faster and they're, it's the cleanups easier. You don't have to use a big oven, but think about it. That content was served up to me because I had liked something else that was about cooking. There's, there's, that does not happen on any other social network. And I think it's something we can all learn from, right? How do we, how do we get our content in front of the right people? It's why email marketing for so many people has always been the best place to be, right? Why is email marketing been the place everyone loves? It's because it's the place where you can, you'll know that people are always there. And when you email them, you're, you can give them all of your content everywhere. Right. And so that's something that the thing about is, you know, that, that piece of it. The other thing about it is as a creator, there's multiple different options. You can do a 15 second video where it's your voice. You can do a 15 second video where there's a song playing and, and whatever you say you can't hear. You can do a combination of a song and you. You can do a rant for 60 seconds. One of the things that's really starting to be a little bit more popular on the app are these kind of like uh, day in the life behind the scenes where someone's like, I just got out of Starbucks and has anyone else had this happen to me? And they rant for about 60, 60 seconds or so. And 60 seconds is the longest you can go um, on the app. But so they have a 15 second functionality. They have a 60 second functionality and they also have live streaming functionality directly built into the app. I believe you have to have a thousand followers and then they allow you to live stream to your followers. Well, guess what? This is almost like taking Snapchat Instagram and Facebook live, putting it all in into one app, also giving you good search functionality, good hashtag algorithms, and it doesn't penalize you for posting a lot. So it's really, it's an app that I believe is allowing the most freedom of creativity with at the same time, giving people a path to creativity. So hopefully you guys are staying with me because here's one of the things that I also think that is really interesting. I never thought of myself as a creative person. And I know a lot of you out there feel the same, same way. Um, but for people that are on this app, there are people that are great dancers. There are people that do magic tricks. There are people that can contort their tongues. There are people that can um, you know, play the drums, whatever it may be. And I've never had one of those talents. But one of the cool things about the way the app is built is that it's not really about creating original thought. It's about taking other people's thoughts take on something and then putting your own spin, right? So the way that the trends work is that someone does a dance or someone does some sign language or someone does like a, a meme video to a song or to um, like, okay, let's say um, 
one of the ones was for um, the NFL playoffs, right? Like, so there was a, there was a playoff one. And so people were doing, um, you know, how do you get ready for your, your playoff team, your game to watch your team on, on TV. And so pe- there was a video that someone did. And then what happens is everyone looks at that video and then you kind of build off it. So you do your own take. So you, you use the same sound as that person used, but you do you, your own version on it. And so when I started asking some people about, you know, what inspired you to be on TikTok and why do you like it so much is they would say, I don't know what to post on Instagram or I don't, I'm not really a photographer or a videographer, but when I found that people were doing cooking recipes or doing their favorite makeup routine, or when I found that people were doing kind of this day in the life of a, a stay at home mom, they're like, not only did it inspire me to to put myself out there, but it showed me a different side of what creativity can be. And so it's not about copying someone else, right? Like on Instagram, when you see like the perfect photo of like a beach or whatever, you know, whatever it may be, or maybe it's a quote graphic, you know that people are going to jump on that and copy it. But on TikTok, people will see that and say, how can I copy it, but do it in my way that is my own? And I think that's something that is really exciting. And I think, you know, the formats that are on TikTok that I think we can also learn from is that, like I said, there's audio, there's video. Um, a lot of people now, like one of the things we've always heard um, today is that people scroll social media with a volume off. And one of the things I've noticed over the last six to nine months is that when I first got on the app, not a lot of people put words on top of their videos. It was mostly just um, the video, you know, the video playing themselves, kind of like what you would see um, on YouTube. And then all of a sudden I started to see more and more people putting text and stickers and GIFs on their videos. And it really is, it's amazing for me is that this app is great with volume on and volume off. Um, there, you know, people don't do captions. Some people do captions. Gary Vaynerchuk is one that does um, captions. But there's, there's, you can put text over the screen, or you can put different. You can even use a green screen behind you. There's lots of these different ways to do it. And some, so some of the formats that are there for those that are out there. And so this is something to think about in your marketing today. How can you? Th- how can you capture people's attention by doing things differently? And so these are some of the formats that I found that we need to just take note about because I think we can use these formats on other social networks, on other content creation, even within our business. And so some of them are, of course, dancing. Dancing is a big one where you, um, they do like, you know, choreographed steps to a dance. Comedy, comedy is huge. Not only stand-up comedy, but skit comedy, kind of like the old school Vine. I think it's where Vine and YouTube meets um, in in that direction. Um, You have these rants where people go on a rant for 60 seconds or so. Uh, Behind the scenes, a lot of people are doing videos behind the scenes. Uh, Tow truck drivers are doing behind the scenes of what it's like to, to, uh, you know, to be a tow truck driver. Uh, there, you know, there's all the, you know, there's a whole farmer's life one where different farmers are doing like day in the life of a farmer, which I think is really fun. Uh, magic tricks. There's a lot of magic tricks on there. Generational content. There's a lot of people that will do, um, you know, they'll do 10 photos because you can do photos within TikTok as well. They'll do, um, if you can name these 10 photos, then you're probably a baby boomer. And there are 10 photos that they upload that are, are older. Or they'll say, you know, if you know the so- lyrics to these five songs, then you're probably a millennial, whatever it may be. Very, very fun and free-flowing, but it allows you to find people that have the same hobbies and relate with you. 
Um, there's movements on the app. There's a lot of movements about mental health. There's a lot of movements right now about the Australian fires where people are doing um, different videos sharing their thoughts about that, but also talking about where they can donate and how they can help. Um, and, and those movements seem to be kind of taking off as well there's a lot of family uh, trended things uh you know family board game night is one that i see a lot on there where people will do kind of like a three second clip you know 10 three second clips around the board you know while they're playing board games uh, during the day um there's hashtags for moms police officers uh there's hashtags for entrepreneurs there's hashtags for high school there's hashtags for your city i mean recently uh virginia was trending on the app and so it's funny people were doing different video clips around the state and posting like hashtag virginia and using that as well and so it really is i think this is one of the biggest takeaways for me is it helps you it helps you realize that what makes you different or unique is also what connects you, which of course is something I talk about a lot, but it also helps you find your tribe and your people. There's duet functionality, which allows you to celebrate the other creators. It allows you to also play back and forth with others. I mean, the collaboration is built in here natively. And because the promotion of content happens so much, the people that become influencers on this app, yes, there's celebrities on here, but a lot of the people that are influencers on this app happen to create a video that everyone loved or people were talking about, and then they built on that. They just started creating more and more and more and more. And of course, they started growing their following, but they it doesn't, you know, I always like to say, like, part of the cool thing about influencer marketing is discovering that person next door. And TikTok not only allows you to discover that person next door, but it gives everyone the opportunity to become, not only be an influencer, but to have your voice heard, to have people, you know, to help out people to put things out there. And so, I think this is something that I just think it's pretty amazing. And there's also, you know, the the, the root of it is, you know, there's a lot of it is about collaboration and people, you know, um, I, I found that in different high schools they're doing um, after school, they're doing TikTok clubs where people will all get together in one room and they'll, they'll create TikToks together. They'll brainstorm different ideas. Um, recently, there was a big article in the New York Times about what um, is called the Hype House, which was a bunch of TikTokers that were, were slightly, you know, um, that were living in like Los Angeles area and their followings and their content was growing. Just like there was used to be a YouTube house, there was a Twitch house, there was a Vine house. They all decided to come together and like rent out like Airbnb style um, a house so that they could create together, they could build off each other, but they could also lift each other up and build each other's followings, which I just think is beyond inspiring, right? Like we all, we all saw YouTubers, the way YouTubers grew was they would promote other YouTubers. And the way that this app is really built, like one of the things my daughter said whenever she looked at it, she was like, oh, I can't wait to do this with my friends. And if I'm able to see my friends' videos, then I can duet my friends' videos, right? And there's nowhere else on social media where you can celebrate your friends' content or other people's content. They don't even have to be your friends. Um, with While also adding your own taste, right? You can't take like an Instagram story and do a side-by-side -side of your Instagram story. Or you can't take your favorite blog post, I mean, I guess you could, um, and do like you know, your favorite video and put a video next, you know, embed that video. Like It makes this idea of collaboration and sharing and connecting very easy, very natural. And I think that's one of the reasons that I think we're seeing such success over there. I mean, a lot of... A lot of um, you know, different brands have jumped on. Uh, my, my, one of my, of course, my favorites was Chipotle. Um, Chipotle, you know, is like the place I eat three days a week. They did what they called a chip 
Chipotle lid flip challenge. And so that they used the hashtag Chipotle lid flip and they, they used an influencer. Um, I believe they used Zach King and he did it and they used it as a promoted ad, right? When you um, loaded up your TikTok, it was the first video that you saw. And then they challenge you to go to create your own video, go to Chipotle, buy a bowl and see if you can flip the lid onto the bowl without using your hands. And crazy enough, when the, when the stats came out, they inspired more than 100,000 copycat videos. Think about that. Over 100,000 people went to Chipotle. Maybe they were already planning on going. Maybe they weren't. Went to Chipotle and did a video of them doing this challenge, which, first of all, showed Chipotle to all their followers. Second of all, reminded them to go to Chipotle. Third of all, gave free marketing for Chipotle. Fourth of all, even if it's just 100,000 people there, each spent $10 on their burrito. Think about that ROI there. That, that I mean, I think it's, to me, that is just... It's just beautifully done. And I think Chipotle's done it really well. Uh, I've seen a lot of different apps, a lot of different brands uh, jump on there. DigiDay has, uh, has a couple of good really reports out there about there's a couple of watch companies. There's a bathing suit company. There's a sunglass company that have really found some value on there. But I, I really do think it's, it's beautiful in that way. Another thing that's really neat about the app is it does, it, because it doesn't penalize you for posting a lot, because it's, it's not really a news feed. It's more about your content that gets seen by a lot of people. They, they not only captured a new demographic, but they've inspired older demographics that were never felt like Instagram was their thing and were never on Twitter to find a new outlet to kind of put out there to the world. And I think that's, that's a, a really interesting piece. And then the last thing about it is they've kept it simple, stupid. Like, you can do some really creative, crazy things. I mean, some of the stuff that people do with stop motion on TikTok is amazing, but you can also just click the button, it's hands-free, and dance to a music video for 15 seconds. Like, you don't have to be like the perfect lighting, perfect creator to do it. Now, I know a lot of the brands that are doing it well are using you know, third-party apps to, um, to edit and those kind of things, but one of the things that I thought was, you know, kind of interesting is that on the pitch deck that TikTok put out in the June of 2019, they said a majority of their users, about 69%, were between the ages of 16 to 24, and a majority of them were actually female. Over 60% of them um, were female. But I thought one of the things that I thought was even more interesting than that was, you know, the demographics of 25 to 35 and 45 to 55 were very much the same. Like, it wasn't like there was just younger kids. And I, I found a recent one was, you know, a couple of the, the trending topics over time have been like, uh, dance with your grandma. And so people do videos where they're dancing with their grandma. And I found like, I found that really interesting because there's no other app that's kind of like promoting this collaboration, but also giving people inspiration to create in different ways, which I found really exciting. And it's something that we could all do that, you know, for ourselves. The other thing that they, you know, they came under scrutiny because they, they, they're, they're first of all owned by a Chinese company, but also because they, they don't have a, a they didn't have a great age verification concept. And I have noticed that um, if you like somebody's content that's seventeen or eighteen or sixteen, you have a tendency to all of a sudden see a lot of seventeen year olds' content. 
on the app and you know and it's not nudity or anything like that but you know like for me i was like man i wish i could limit that and say i don't want to see people under the age of 18 on here they don't allow you to do that but they allow there's a lot of things that they do allow in the app you know as a parent it was something that i have i'm not letting my daughter on there yet but you can set up a private account you can allow people to find you or not allow anyone to find you um you can also um set up in the settings where you, you can limit the amount of screen time that you allow your kids to use the um app for um, you can make it private to where people, the only people that can message them or see their content um, are those that they are following first. Uh, my niece is on, on TikTok and that's how her app is, set, how it's set up on her app. I, I double checked that for her when I was out there. So yes, there, there's a wide range of apps and yes, it's owned by a Chinese company. You have to kind of be aware of that. But I, I think all of these things are just it's amazing how many things that we can learn from TikTok that I think can help us all. Like, you know, like the fact that, you know, mental health is a big thing on there and people are, are talking about their different battles. They're sharing their journeys. They're talking about their struggles. Um, there's even a hashtag about uh, people that are prison reformed and, and they're really finding an outlet to share that. You know, I think that's, you know, beyond exciting. And I think it's just something that we, we have to think about in our, in our marketing today is not only how can we be fun, but how can we inspire creativity? How can we inspire ourselves to be creative? How can we inspire our employees to be creative? And then probably one of the biggest things is how do we, how do we get our content who we are? How do we build trust with people that have no idea who we are and aren't searching for us? To me, TikTok does give us that ability to build trust with a new audience by help allowing them to discover us and showing our, our fun side or maybe showing our 60 second influencer side. You know, one of the things that, that, that reminded me in this app is that, you know, one of the stats that's out there is that 93% of all human communication is nonverbal. And so when you think about it, part of the fun part about this app is yes, you can play music on it, but it's it's a combination of a lot of nonverbal capabilities built into a social network, and I feel like because I can I can see someone, I can see who they are, I can watch multiple videos, I can I can share it out. There's I feel like for me, it it's a layer of transparency for the creator that I've never seen on any other app before, and I think we could all argue that the world needs more transparency. And especially creators, like if you're watching someone's content, there's just something about this app, the way that it allows you to show a, a true behind the scenes who you are that really inspires, I think, um, some really great, beautiful connections. Of course, there's always bad people doing bad things. Um, recently, the military uh, came out be with their concern of military members using the, the app and um, their data getting leaked. Um, I know TikTok came back and said, well, they're not storing, they're, they're storing all of the U.S. data on U.S. Um, data centers in the United States. Um, but, you know, one of the things you also have to remember with these apps is you can't fix stupid. And I thought it was funny, the military, part of the military's reason for doing this was, well, we don't want people talking about their deployment or we don't want people um, in their uniforms or you know um, near our military bases on the apps. So we're going to ban TikTok. Now, what's funny about that is they didn't ban Instagram or Facebook. You can do the exact same things. What I found, and this is probably where I'm going to wrap up this episode on, the reason is is because there are a lot more military members that felt at, that feel at home on TikTok. They could be their true selves. It allowed them to, you know, like I was amazed. Like if you, you, you looked at hashtag military, 
the amount of people that say thank you for your service in the comments of all these creators on TikTok that are in the military or in the police or the firefighters or nurses is pretty amazing. Like even recently, I've been watching a lot of um, stewardess and stewards uh, content on TikTok, and I've been amazed. Like I, I, I've been inspired by some of these. The, hey, what do you do behind the scenes? What, what is our job when we're on the plane? What do what do stewardess talk about when they're um, you know not when they're in between flights? Like, and it gives you kind of this like cool behind the scenes, and so. I guess one of my challenges for everyone that's out there is I'm not telling you to be on TikTok. There's plenty of apps. You know, I believe you should be where your audience is, but you should be listening for where your audience will be tomorrow, right? Market for where your audience is today. Listen for where your audience is going to be tomorrow. But on top of that, we should be able to listen and learn. Even if you download TikTok and don't post yourself, but you, you study the demographic and your audiences that are on there, I, I, w- I believe that, there, that every marketer can learn from what's working on TikTok today. If it's finding your tribe, making your content easily discoverable, having fun, showing a different side of who you are, combining music with content, maybe facilitating collaboration um, with other people. You know, the, the, I'll give love to the Washington Post account again. You know, Washington Post was doing, you know, he, um, he includes different journalists and reporters in the TikToks and he calls them out by name and then he takes the video, downloads it, uploads it on Twitter and tags them on Twitter and then they quote retweet it and say, how cool is this? I'm on my company's TikTok. And to me, that's employee advocacy. That's employee morale. That's customer experience. That's customer service because who wouldn't want to buy or support a company that highlights their employees and also makes their employees excited about where they work. And so there's all of these options that are built into um, TikTok. And so I guess what I hope everyone gets out of this is, yes, it might be a shiny object. And the people that hate change, uh, a lot of the old curmudgeons will be like, don't get on TikTok. Marketers don't need to get on TikTok. Or they'll bash TikTok or they'll use the bad news like, oh my goodness, the military's banning it. See, I told you that's why you can't get on TikTok. Most of the time when you hear a marketer tell you not to do something, it's because they don't understand it. They don't want to understand it. It's not their specialty or they can't sell you something on there. And so what I challenge everybody to do is that even if something is new and it's outside of your comfort zone, I mean, I am not one that has a talent. So for me, musically and TikTok, which is not something that I thought I could gravitate to, but I did think about how can I take what I do, the content I currently create and format it for this audience? You know, uh, one of the other things and one of the other examples I'll give you is that there's a, there's a um, financial advice um, kind of like niche on the app where people give 15 or 30 second advice on investing. There's um, one where um, she does uh, tax tips and each 15 second video is a different tax tip. And I found myself watching like 30 of those videos. And then what did I do? Went to her Instagram, followed her on Instagram, looked at their Instagram, went to her, her uh, website that was in her Instagram profile. And then I bookmarked it because I was like, you know what? During tax time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to lean on her. I might have to hire her because she really inspired me. And, and I can tell you, I'm not looking for financial content, but it was served up to me and it was delivered in a fun, quick format that made it easy to consume. You know, I don't ever look, I'm not looking for tax tips blog posts, but when I found tax tips on, on TikTok, I ended up watching 30 of them. So I challenge everyone, when you're looking at something new, when you're studying something, when you're trying to 
Um, understand how to zig when everyone's zagging. Think about why something is working, how you can, how you can learn from that and incorporate it on what's already working for you. I believe everyone can, if you go back and listen to this episode again, I want, what I want you to do is write down currently, what is your number one marketing tactic? Maybe it's phone call, maybe it's retail, maybe it's email, maybe it's Instagram, maybe it's, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Facebook ads. And then listen to this ep- this entire episode and think about how can I take what Brian talked about uh, on the nuances and the things that worked inside of TikTok, how do I take any of those and incorporate it into my Facebook ad or incorporate it into my email newsletter or into my website? This is something that I, I, I don't think we do enough. We, not only do we not look outside of our marketing bubble, but we too often we think about something as, okay, I, I'm not getting on TikTok because I don't want another a social network. Well, what about if you got on TikTok to understand your audience better, to be better where you're currently focusing your time and attention to? I challenge you guys to do that. And in the meantime, find me on TikTok, iSocialFans, of course. That's my handle on everywhere and anything. I have fun playing around, doing a couple different things on there. Uh, I'm on posting once or twice a week, nothing crazy, but um Hopefully you guys will check it out. Hopefully you guys learned from some of this. And uh, until next time, my friends, make it a great day.